Hey everybody, today we'll be in Psalm 5, so if you want to go ahead and turn there. But I'll be reading for you anyway, so we can do that as well. To the choir master, for the flutes, a psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you will hear my voice. In the morning I will prepare a sacrifice for you to watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I... Through the abundance of your steadfast love will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt. O God, let them fall by their own counsels because of the abundance of their transgressions. Cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exalt you. For you bless the righteous. O Lord, you cover him with favor as with a shield. So in the beginning, we see that David demonstrates a heart of humility by asking God first to listen to him, and then by referring to God as his king. So if you think about it, David, a king, is asking God, his king, to listen to him. It's an interesting plea that shows us that no matter how high you get, how high of a position you rise to, God is always king of your own life. This is often repeated in many prayers of the Psalms, as well as other places in the Bible. And I suggest you try this uh, during your prayer time. Praise and honor God before you get started in your own prayers. So back to the psalm. So after honoring God, he then makes a claim, a resolution of sorts. He says that the Lord will hear his voice in the morning. In essence, he is voicing his need daily for prayer in his life. He's showing and demonstrating that even David the king, a man after God's own heart, needs the Lord daily to serve him well. Then in verse 4, we start to see his reason for praying. Justice. He exclaims, God, you don't put up with wickedness. He continues until verse 6 with this idea. In this section, he repeats three times increasingly strong language that God doesn't enjoy or stand for evil, ending with a section about hate and destruction of evil. Then in verse 7 and 8, he talks about God's love for himself. In verse 7, we see that David recognizes that he enters God's house 
out of the abundant love of God, not out of David's good deeds. Then David says he'll worship God and ask God to lead him in righteousness. This part of the passage seems to be in direct opposition to the previous section. So David's argument starts with the explanation that his enemies are wicked and God hates wickedness. And then he explains that God loves him and David loved and fears God. So he wants to be led. This line of reasoning with God continues with the next section. In verse 9 and 10, we see that David returns to speaking about his enemies. He starts by talking about the depravity of their sin. And then he asks God to give them what they deserve. I think it's important to note that David is explaining that his enemies sin against God and not against himself. And in verses 11 and 12, David finishes by asking God to give joy to those who take shelter in him and to protect them so that they will continue to praise him. He ends by saying the righteous are blessed for God's favor acts as a shield. Now, in light of the gospel, we don't pray like this. Not exactly like this, at least. God has shown us he is willing to die on the cross for those who rebel against him. Everyone falls into this category that David explains are his enemies. We all fall short. We all live in wickedness. Even David later in life lies and kills over his lust for a woman. Even he is condemned by his own words. But Jesus died as a sacrifice for sin and then rose to life in victory over death. And because of this, everyone who has faith in Jesus is forgiven. So we should pray that our enemies, who are exactly like us, would also seek refuge in God and enter into that second category that David uses, those who love, worship, and seek God. As always, here's a challenge. For those of you who do seek refuge in God already, continue to seek him and ask him to lead you, but don't forget your enemies. Pray that they may also come to know the joy of the Lord and repent. For those who don't believe, the only difference between these two categories of people are that the enemies of the Lord don't seek his will, take refuge in him, or worship the Lord. So consider this psalm and take verse 10 as a prophecy for all of those who refuse to repent. Turn from your ways and seek the Lord's. Ask for forgiveness and it will be given to you. Thank you so much for listening and feel free to contact me if you have any questions or comments at d.g.kingly at outlook.com. Dot com.